walk home. Join good friends Amy, Aaron, and Kate as they take a deep dive into the world of sugar addiction. Three women who found the strength to tackle their own addiction through community, courage, and commitment. Each episode will tackle a new subject, offering a little guidance and inspiration as you take your own walk home back from the edge of addiction. Hello there. Good morning for me. Good afternoon for Amy and good evening for Kate. It's so fun to be spread out throughout the world. I'm Erin. I am in Alaska. I am a a pediatrician uh, and a uh, sugar addict, well, an addict in general in recovery. Thanks, Erin. Hi, Amy. Hi, everybody. My name is Kate and I'm a UK-based I don't know what I am, which UK based person with the disease of addiction. And I offer, and I'm trained to offer sugar addiction help by Bitten Johnson. Um, and yeah, that's me. Thank you. I am Amy on the East Coast, and I am an addict practicing recovery every day. Every day. That's right. That is, that is, uh, what it is. And we're going to talk about some kind of heavy, heavy words today um, that if we start thinking about this is our life and these are the concepts and ideas that we face, it can be a little bit overwhelming. So I am so glad that we do this together. And I am so glad that we do this one day at a time. Uh, Today, we want to talk about some things. These words kind of evolved over the last couple of weeks when we started thinking about just addiction in general, um, it feels like it begins with powerlessness. Uh, there's an element of acceptance, and ultimately there's surrender. It'll be interesting to see what you all think. Surrender is a, a hard word. It sounds very defeating, and yet I think all three of us have found that it's actually quite liberating to surrender uh, for me, both to the disease and to recovery. Um, so I think uh, that's where we'd like to start today. For me, powerless is where powerlessness, long word, is definitely uh, where it begins. But I didn't even realize it for a long time that that's where I was living. So, okay, what do you think about those three words? Well, I like you. I mean, they're heavy words, aren't they? They're deep words, um, and I feel like. I say closely tied up with the steps as well. Step work, the 12 step program. It is step one um, to admit that we are powerless around food. But I'm into myself, and I read this actually in the AA literature when I was thinking about what to talk about in this session. It said, Who cares to admit complete defeat? Practically no one, of course. And, you know, that really was me. So we keep going, you know, and we keep going and we keep going, blundering through life, consumed by this need to eat junk food, sugary food, processed food, always on some sort of collision course with somebody or or something around that until really we can go no further. And this compulsive behavior, life almost conspires to bring us to our knees. And that for me is powerlessness. To admit I am powerless around food, Um, which means for me, I literally have no control around food. I do not have an off switch around certain foods. Um, and it did tend to be anything that was processed or had sugar in it. And, you know, in the past, I think I would have done anything to, 
I don't know. I think I must have been almost deluding myself. I'd have done anything not to kind of admit that that I was powerless around food. I, I had a thought process that could kind of went around like, okay, um, it might be out of control now, but I do think someday soon I'm going to find the strength of character that I'm going to need to limit my obsession with food. And this time it's going to be very different. This time everything will be fine. Um, and so we persist. And it was 40 years in my case, trying in a sort of deluded space. Um, I would have a period of control around eating, followed by a massive long period of absolutely uncontrolled eating. Um, I had no control. I was powerless. And it's like, in the end, who am I actually kidding? And that's why I think the spiritual principle that's attached to step one in the steps is honesty. We have to get honest with ourselves as to what's actually going on. It's really difficult, though, because it's like you bring, I brought 40 years of experience. And I was really vested in finding an answer and, and believing that this experience means something. You know, 40 years of struggling, that has to mean something, doesn't it? Uh, actually, no. <laughs> basically. And that's where I think the honesty piece kicks in. And honesty tells me that I am powerless around food. You know, there's foods that I cannot control. But the funny thing about powerlessness, is it funny? I don't know. I am powerless, but I'm not helpless. And I think that's almost the door that brings us into recovery. So in a strange way, curiously, as well, being able to admit that we're powerless around food opens the door to our power. And I love the poet Rumi, and I'm always one for a quote. And he says this, why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? Move outside the tangle of fear thinking, the door to the sanctuary is inside you. Why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? And I've asked myself that over and over so many times. The truth is I am powerless around food. I cannot control my urge or my cravings to consume. So my best response is not to eat them. I love that, Kate. Thank you. I think um, the way you describe powerlessness is really helpful to me, how it opens the door to power, because I wanted to discuss these words because some of these words I feel are too big, too broad for me to understand. I'm very literal. So when you hear the word powerlessness, I can tell you I don't have power over food. Um, I've known that for a long time. I have surrendered to the food, but like you just said, it gives, saying you're powerless gives you the power is how you explained it, which is helpful for me because I don't really understand, this is confusing to try to get to where I'm going, but I don't really understand how these words help me. So by listening to you explain what these words mean to you, it's going to help me and it has already helped me. 
Because I do surrender. I do admit I'm powerless, which gives me the power. But then what, I guess, what do you do with that? And how does that help you in your recovery? That's my question, I guess. Um, One of the words in recovery is acceptance. And I feel that's the only word that really resonates with me out of all of these. Um, because it's not only accepting that I'm an addict, but it's also accepting life. As they say, life on life's terms. Um, because when you accept things, you can live in a situation and you can accept it and you can work with it. When you don't accept something, you're constantly fighting against it. And when you're constantly fighting against something, that really gets you nowhere. So out of all of these words, I guess acceptance is is the most comfortable for me to discuss because I understand it. I feel like I've jumped into acceptance and when I'm having a rough time throughout the day, I question myself, what's, what's going on right here? Is this something I'm not accepting? And is that why I'm having trouble right now? And then I can rewind back and think about it and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to accept this situation. Although I don't like it, I may not like the situation at all, but this is what it is and I can't change it. So I'm going to accept it. And how can I work around that? How can I change my behavior now that I know this is the situation and I need to accept it? So I don't know if I'm talking in circles and making it more confusing, but basically I have to figure out how to live my life day to day in acceptance and what that means in terms of what action steps I'm going to take or not take due to that word. And I would just love to hear what you ladies have to say about everything else, because that may help me in my recovery, understand these words better that I really don't know what to do with or how they can help me because I do ex I like I said I surrender I'm powerless I admit all of that but now what so <laughs> that's what I have to offer <laughs> what I see what I think of when you talk about acceptance Amy is that that now is almost the permission to go through that door that you were talking about, Kate. So, and without the powerlessness, I don't even know the doors in the room. Or I was also thinking of the far side comic, my favorite one, where uh, he's pushing on the door that says pull for the, at the Midvale school for the gifted. And I feel like that's what I was doing my whole life as I was pushing on the door when all I needed to do was pull or pulling when I needed to push, but I was, I was doing the wrong thing. I was looking at it in the wrong way. I felt I had all this power over food, over work, over any outlet you can think of. Um, I felt like I had all of this power and I had none. And so when I couldn't conquer with all of my power, I just felt like a failure. And all that did was send me right back into the food to comfort myself and ease my pain and forget my pain um, and just numb out in general. And so once I had that realization that I am powerless over this, it took away my responsibility, but it also then in turn gave me responsibility because I finally 
was able to deal with it for what it was. I am, I've said it before, I love that quote. I am not a bad person trying to be good. I'm a sick person trying to be well. And once I could admit that I have this disease and that I just, it's not my fault, it's not anything I'm doing wrong, just like, you know, I need insulin for my type 1 diabetes. It's not because my pancreas is a bad pancreas. I just have this disease. And so now that I I know what it is, now I can actually deal with it and I could um, deal with it in a way that is going to make a difference. I can stop and I now have tools to stay stopped because I respect the disease of addiction instead of fearing the substance that I was turning towards. And when I was fearing the substance, I just, I let that substance take over But if I can look at the disease and say, I don't have any power that I have this disease, but what I do have power over is what I do about it. And I agree for me, that's where that acceptance comes in is I have accepted that I have this disease. I can't fight it. I don't have that power, but I'm not helpless, like you said, Kate. And so now with that acceptance, I can say, this is where it is. I don't take it personally. I don't let it defeat me too often. I feel defeated at times. And then I have to remind myself, wait a minute, there's things I can do. It takes work. The disease is not my fault, but the recovery is my responsibility. And so now that I have accepted that I have this disease of addiction, that I have accepted that this is going to be with me for the rest of my life, that I have accepted that I have to deal with it and some other people don't. I have accepted that I go to a party and I don't hover around the food table anymore. Um, I have accepted that those foods did not serve me in any way. Um, I've found that I've even gotten to the point where when I've picked up from time to time, I don't even enjoy it. It's the anticipation of eating those foods that gives me that little buzz not even eating the foods, all you know, be in the middle of a bite going, this doesn't taste good. I don't feel good. What am I doing? And so I can inch that back further and further all the time to my goal of don't even pick up in the first place, you know, and take that pause. But I have to accept that I have that disease in order to even think that way. So where do you go from here? Exactly. Acceptance, though, is helping me see whether I push or pull that door. It's really helping me see the way forward and being the beginning of the light of that path. I think you've used this visual before, Kate, which I just love. I don't have to see the whole path in front of me. Um, It's that I take one step and then the next one lights up and then the next one lights up. But only because I've accepted that I'm on this path of the disease of addiction and now recovery is that path even visible to me? I think. Um, so Aaron, I, you just, I, this is exactly why I wanted to talk about these words so I could have a better understanding. And you just helped me so much. You said you felt originally you had the power until you realized you were powerless, but I am now coming into these words with such a different understanding because I think when I started, which was, 20 or 30 years ago to have awareness of everything, I came into this feeling 
that I was powerless, that I was basically always looking for help because when I found the, when I realized what was going on, I, I wanted to fix it, but didn't know how, now that I'm in recovery and now that I have community, I know how to do this. But I think that I never felt to have to surrender because I came into it when I realized there was an issue. I started it 30 years ago feeling powerless. I guess I was never fighting it. I was never fighting the need to surrender. I was just always looking for help. And that's why I think these words were really hard for me to work with and understand. Because just like you said, you thought you had the power until you realized, but I never ever thought I had the power. And that's how I just connected these words and the difference from, I guess, how I look at them. Because I've been walking, I feel like, with my arms open for help since I realized this was this was the problem. Wow. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> Moving on. I love these illustrations of aha moments in life and in the pleasures that are happening around that because it's wonderful. And it helps me so much to have these discussions to gain a better understanding because we're all exploring, we're all feeling our way into what these words mean and what they mean to us on a personal basis. Acceptance is, it's like I can put my sword down, you know, but it's always like a questioning. Can I accept my present circumstances? Can I accept myself as I am? Can I accept you as how you are? Can I accept what's happening in front of me at the moment? In a world, in a society, in a life that always seems to push us to question and ask for more. And yet when I do rest back and accept you as you are and accept me as I am and accept the present circumstances as they are in that moment, somehow um, it always seems to me we drop into almost a deeper reality, a more authentic reality, a more, I don't know, we show up as our real selves, our whole selves, just because we start to learn how to accept ourselves and stop pushing against the reality that's in front of us. And it's not, um, it's not a passive thing for me. It's not a weak thing for me. Um, Acceptance is like a real conscious choice, um, a real decision to be made. Um, it's very active. It's an active decision to be made in a moment. And there's a recommitment to acceptance for me, um, really on a daily basis. Acceptance, I have the disease of addiction. Now get on with it, you know. So what? So what? What's first? What's next? That thing. But I have that. Okay. and. That's my reality. And I think acceptance is also about dropping absolutely all forms of resistance to whatever becomes present in my life. Stop thinking that I have to control everything. Stop thinking that I've caused everything. Stop the self-centeredness that everything revolves around me. There's a piece of acceptance um, that speaks to me. Kind of letting go. There's a really beautiful meditation using breath work, inhale and exhale, saying the words letting when you inhale and then exhale, go, and just dropping into the moment 
um, with that, which I love, and letting life flow and unfold in the way it's supposed to unfold. And within that, being able to trust the process, to trust the group that we're within, that we're working with, that it will hold us as we follow that journey. And just increasingly for me, trusting the higher power, whatever that is for me, and whether it is just the group for me at the moment, some something more than just me who has to face this and understand what acceptance is. It's that place where I stop. It's like imagine you were floating down a river and every time you pass a bramble, you try and grab hold of it and it's all the spikes and thorns that run through your hand as you're trying to hold on and hang on to the side of the river, trying to challenge and resist. And it's just, it's not going to get us anywhere. Life becomes much simpler if we can accept where we are in this moment. Not always going to be like this, but this is the reality now. And show up in that authentic place and accept myself in that authentic place for who I am and accept you for however you want to show up and present yourself in that moment and just st stop fighting. And because I'm in the mood for quotes and I read another one, or it was shared somewhere in 12-step literature, it said, we neither ran nor fought, but except we did. And then we began to be free. That's beautiful. I love your imagery today, Kate. It's just so powerful. Um, I think of those, and I can feel those thorns when I was just hanging on and hanging on. Um, and, and the letting go of that need for power, um, for that need for control, it still shows up from time to time. I started with acceptance of I have this disease, I have to deal with it and I have to, but now at least I know what I'm dealing with and I can deal with it in the in the in the right way and and have more success than I've ever had before um with that. Then I have to accept other people. Ooh, that's been a tough one for me. That's really where I am right now and accept that other people are going to be the way they are and it very likely has absolutely nothing to do with me. That self-centeredness that you talked about, I was I was thinking about that as well. Um, that I am this, it can't be done without me. People are out to hurt me. The universe is out to hurt me. Like, really? I'm I'm not that important. I am one small speck that together I am part of this greater whole. Um, but in that acceptance of myself and in in that acceptance of other people, it takes me back to there are things I can control. Um, I was trying to control all the wrong things. I was trying to control my work situation. I was trying to control my food. I was trying to control my kids. I was trying to control all of these things and I was avoiding what I could do. And that was my mindset, my reaction to things happening around me, um, just my response to life in general, that idea of life on life's terms. It's It happens. Now I deal with it. And I get to choose how I deal with it. And that acceptance that, yes, I, I have, I'm powerless over some things, but by admitting that, I gained power over all these other things in a way. I flip-flopped. I thought I was completely 
powerless over my emotions and I had power over the food and the opposite was actually true. And once I accepted that, I don't have power over the food, but I do have power over my thoughts. Maybe not my emotions, they're going to show up, but I have power over what I do next with those emotions. Do I let them just hold me down? And do I let those emotions be those thorns or do I take the power of my thoughts and release those and accepting that I was creating so much of my problems um, as hard as that was at first, because I've been, you know, I've loved the victim role. Everybody's doing this to me. Once I accepted that I was doing this to me, same thing. Well, now I know that I can make it different and I can do things differently. Um, so that was a really Acceptance just applies to everything. It it absolutely applies to everything. Um, recovery applies to everything. I find in recovery, I can focus on my disease of addiction and I can focus on my outlets, but everything I've learned in recovery, I can apply to every aspect of life. It's so rich and so full. Um, and uh, I don't know what I was doing for 50 years, avoiding all of this inner work. But I probably just, I wasn't going down the right path. And so it was full of those thorns. And now I feel like it's just full of flowers. There's thorns there, but uh, I don't have to grab them. I think, um, I just want you to understand that although you're saying you're doing this or you did this to yourself, I don't feel that your addiction or my, anybody's addiction is really our fault. Um, so maybe the way we behave in our addictions, maybe we feel we're doing, we're bringing it on, we're doing this, but I don't want you to feel badly that you actually brought on this addiction that you, you know what I mean? That, that it's just, I guess as we go along and we keep learning about this, we realize how much is out there almost in a way trying to trying to get us out of our recovery, trying to get us back into our addictions. I mean, some people don't even go to the grocery store. They shop online because they feel that when they walk in the grocery store, it's something's being done to them. It's so hard, but I just feel in our environment, we're always put in a place where we're challenged with our addiction. But again, we didn't, we didn't put, we didn't choose to have the addiction. It was it was almost in a way done to us, whether it's marketing or whether it's um, people putting food together in a way that makes it addicting on purpose to get us to keep coming back to it. It's like once we have this awareness of what's out there, we realize we've, we didn't do this to ourselves. We may, you know, our behavior, yes, we might be making it worse, but we didn't bring it on originally. So I just... I don't want you to feel badly if you were feeling badly. I don't know that we caused this because I accept, um, I I accept and I understand that I didn't. There's there's nothing that I did to myself to cause and bring on this addiction. But within this addiction, I don't have any power. But my power is uh, my actions and what I can do now that I know I, I have an addicted brain. That's such a beautiful pickup, Amy, and really needed saying thank you just for that reminder. I think 
when I think about acceptance too, and I don't think we could pass up this conversation about acceptance without making a reference to the serenity prayer, um, which is said in the 12 steps programs, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. It is such a vital part of recovery. I mean, it's absolutely key. And when I think about surrender, again, you know, we've chosen these words, the three of them, powerlessness, acceptance and surrender. And for so many, I think there could be a negative connotation that it's weak. It's weakness to be like that. You know, I need to fight for everything and pick up my sword and crusade for what I need. But, you know, just I'm so tired of it. I'm so utterly tired of it. And so if I'm there waving my white flag saying life is unmanageable, I cannot, I cannot cope. I actually don't think, I don't find that a negative. I find it incredibly empowering because that's real. That's being real. That's being honest. That's telling, That's me telling you, I, can, I can't do this. This substance has hijacked, hooked and hacked my brain to such an extent I cannot resist eating food to such an extent that my brain is consumed by thoughts about the next occasion I can use, where I can get my next hit, how I can get on my own so I don't have to deal with any of life and I can just sit and gorge. And it's really, it's really ugly. Um, it's really hard, but it isn't me. You know, I have a disease. I have the disease of addiction, but it doesn't define me. You know, it's beyond that. And when I surrender into that space, then it's all to play for. The surrender is not weakness, you know, it's it's active, it's choosing to actively participate in life by saying, I can't do this, you know, I cannot do this. It's too much for me. Surrender. It's really that analogy again. I don't know what it is about brambles and swords today, but I'm really in my brain about putting the sword down, you know, stop fighting. Do I want a life like that? No. Can I surrender to a life that offers more, a life that's bigger than that, a life that's bigger than just little fighting against the world and challenging everything because I can't accept the circumstances of my life? No, that's not the life that I choose for and it's not where I want to live my life. So it's an active choice to surrender to gently put that sword down and choose for something different. And I want to experience that life. I want to know everything that life has to offer before I shuffle off this mortal coil. I do not want that life that was just, it was so small. Did you experience this, guys? Just just about food. I mean, it had been reduced down to the level of just about food and it consumed everything. It was a compulsion. And I'm not saying this in a judgmental way. I know life is about more than that. I know it in every bone of my body, in every cell of my body. It's not that. And I I surrender to that. I surrender to the possibility. I surrender to I surrender to life and, and all that life can bring us. And that that's what I want. So I do not see this as a weakness. I see surrender as a as a conscious choice again. 
as an action, as an activity, as something that really helps me in recovery. Um, and I ask you, what what does surrender mean to you? It's interesting because I think surrender is is where I get some of my power back. Um, I appreciate what you said, Amy. I certainly in in no way uh, feel that I caused my addiction. And I think that's an extremely important point to put out. It is not a choice uh, whether now that I know I have the disease of addiction, what I do with that information has now kind of become my choice. And if I take that first bite or not, once I take one bite, then the addiction takes back over and I am back in powerlessness. Um, so for me, I spent so long surrendering to the disease of addiction, um, that I, I let it take over. I didn't even know that was going on. I was very different in that I, my denial, I didn't have that epiphany, um, that you had Amy so long ago. Um, I, it wasn't, this is a problem with the food. This is a problem with my brain. It was, this is a problem with me and who I am as a person. I realize now that that's not true. So now I can surrender to this idea of recovery. And I surrender to this because I have years of this addictive pathway in my brain, um, just being laid down stronger and stronger and stronger every day. Um, and so when I surrender to recovery, I need those, those tools, um, and I need to trust them until I can trust myself. Um, I, if let, left to my own devices, my pathways are going to take me back because I have the dis- disease of addiction. I have to actively, like you were saying, this is an active process. I have to actively fight that addiction all of the time. Surrender to me is surrendering to the process. I need to ask for help, um, not my strong suit. I need to be vulnerable and honest with myself. I need to be vulnerable and honest with others. If I'm not those things, I'm pushing instead of pulling. I'm not going to be going after the correct thing. Um, I need to surrender to doing the work, no matter how much discomfort I feel. And I surrender to trusting the process. And if I can surrender to recovery and I can do the work that recovery takes, then I have some power back in my life. I think that's what surrender means to me. I feel like you just nailed it. Yes, that was really helpful. Surrender daily. You know, I look at this as a surrender every single day. You know, I guess when we started this conversation, I was looking at it as, okay, I I can surrender. Now what? You know, it's not a big deal to say that word. But now when I listen to what you're saying and I think of it, that word is really important. It's something to look at every day and how do I surrender every day and what will I do with that? It doesn't mean that I need to say I surrender in the beginning and then put that word in the closet and move forward because I already said I surrendered. It's basically stays with you every day. And what do we do? Like what action do we take now? Because we did surrender and even surrendering, like you said, to recovery work, 
I surrender. It's not my strongest point. It's not my strongest suit to sit down and do, you know, pencil to paper or recovery work, but I need to, I guess, surrender to that too, knowing that that's hard for me, but that's something that can help my recovery every day. And that's something that can give me back power every day. So this was really wonderful just to realize that it, you're not done. Like I was thinking about it like, okay, now what? I understand all, you know, I said all these words, I get it. Now I'm done. Now what? I realize it's something that we move forward with all the time. And what do we do because of that on a daily basis? So thank you so much. This was really helpful for me to move forward and understand when people throw these words around what it really means. It's not just a one and done thing. It's it's our life as an addict. None of this is one and done, is it? And that's all. No, no, I thought it was. I mean, I remember reading, I remember reading, I think it was in Dr. Early's book, um, that addiction doesn't leave. You could put it in remission. And when I read that line, I felt like somebody punched me in the stomach and knocked the wind out of me. Like, what do you mean? This isn't something that I can take care of and get done and move on and put it in my past. No, this stays here. This never leaves. This is is something we need to work on every day, one day at a time. It doesn't go away. It's so funny that because that's just part of the delusional thinking that carries us along year after year, thinking that we can be normal around food and that we can get back to being able to moderate. And no, and maybe that's acceptance, you know, that we have the disease of addiction and we're never going to be normal eaters. So what? We have life. We have all of life. And, you know, if you're thinking it's forever, like I always say, you just got to get back into today and stick with where you are and I you know in simple terms I think my final thoughts would be surrender for me is just to stop fighting and to put my sword down and and finally I'd just like to to offer this surrender to grace the ocean cares for each wave until it reaches the shore you are given more help than you can ever know. Your quotes are beautiful today. Just beautiful. So three words, powerlessness, acceptance, surrender. On the surface, without really thinking about them, I think all three of us have experienced a little bit of defeat or deflation or Um, oppression maybe even by those words. However, I think what we've learned today is that uh, those words are actually quite freeing. Those words have opened the door. Those words have allowed us to go through the door together with support. So thank you everybody for joining us today. Please uh, email us at our walk home podcast at gmail.com. If there's any particular topics that you'd love us to discuss or any questions that you have that that we might be able to have a conversation about, it's certainly one of the favorite things that the three of us do together. And uh, thank you for joining us.